True believers and newcomers alike, it is another exciting edition of the Keystone Coast to Coast podcast. My name is Matt Casnell, and joining me as he does every episode from across the Keystone State is the new commissioner of the Premier League, Mr. Evie Provident. What's going on, man? What's up, dude? How's What's it up, going? Buddy? You enjoying dude, your quarantine? Oh my God. I have been out. So I went outside for, I, I mentioned this on, uh, on my, I'm going to immediately plug my other podcast, uh, Brose, the award-winning podcast. Uh, I, on that podcast, I think I mentioned there how I went for a jog outside and it felt like I was like, like on drugs. So I went for a jog today and like, I, I, I do, I haven't kept in as great shape as I normally, like I normally do, but I've been, I've been trying to go running at least four or five times a week. And I, I went for a jog today uh, on my lunch break when it was sunny out. And it's it's weird when you don't get sunlight for eight to ten days consecutively, and then suddenly you get all sunlight for about a half hour. Suddenly you just you you feel like you could you could lift a building. Yeah, I see my my routine hasn't changed at all because I work in a hospital and I'm an essential employee. So and yes, I work enough to where I'm I'm a homebody when I get home anyways. So yeah. Uh, nothing's changed. I, I've got to see my wife a little more. That's that's pretty much it. Well, that's and, I mean, and, it, and she just rolled her eyes like that's the worst thing that's happened to her in the last three years because <laughs> she doesn't believe you. She's like, oh, that's no, <laughs> she doesn't believe you. Um, but uh, but no, I, I I absolutely hear you. Like there's 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 an element of routine that you got to keep when you're doing you know, when you're when you're stuck like this and you're you're in a job that is it you're considered essential personnel. You're going into a hospital. I I. I'm not considered essential personnel, but I have the opportunity to work remotely. So, you know, I still try to wake up, get, you know, get dressed in like, you know, business casual clothes, get my coffee, you know, still do the normal thing. Um, but it's weird because, you know, I, I get done at three 30 and my, my poor wife, uh, who oh, is man. a clinical pharmacist in the oh, hospital in Philadelphia. I mean, first of all, let's shout your wife out. Jenna is doing big time stuff on the front She's lines for this and really is like it's a lot of she deserves but boy absolutely. do I feel for her man yeah. And, and it's, it's raw. I mean, she's been working uh, late almost every night. Like it's, it's, we're recording at eight o'clock Eastern time on, on Wednesday, April 1st, happy April fool's day. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and she's still not home. And this has been a, a fairly yeah. normal thing just because there's so much to do. There's so many clinical studies being opened up about the COVID-19, uh, trying to get medication for that, trying to come up with contingency plans, trying to make sure that, that every patient that comes in for it is taken care of. You know, it's, it's, it's been brutal. And, you know, for, for people like you and, and for people like her who are going in every day, uh, different jobs, but still going in every day, you know, you're, you're dealing with a lot. And then for people like me, you know, I'm, I'm fortunate in that I'm not, you know, I'm not leaving the, you know, I, I have a job, I still have a job. I don't have to leave the house, but I'm still sitting here on my thumbs. Like, oh, geez, I, I guess I'll do the dishes. Like, yeah, yeah, it, that's, that's my contribution is I keep the house clean. It's, it's wild because, you know, like, so now we're, we just found out uh, last week that we're going to be uh, moving to uh, shifts of work from home. Um, okay. So basically any remote two on two off, something like that. Yeah. Two on two off. And it's basically any remote stuff that we can do, you know, so software installs, 
um, you know, people having issues with like their email and stuff like that. Doctors need to have stuff set up for different applications, stuff that we can remote into people's computers and do. We're mm-hmm. going to start doing like there's basically a separate pool now and we're going to do that. And then, um, you know, people that are in the office, which I'm in the office right now. Um, okay. Oh, uh, this week and next week, uh, we're right. basically just running around like chickens with our heads cut off. Uh, so, you know, any kind of computers that people need delivered to them for work from home, uh, any kind of stuff that happens on the clinical floors. Um, I got a interesting call today. We have, uh, we have these carts that they keep them in the ED room. Every, every unit has at least one. Um, but there's a couple in the ED and, uh, they're, they're translation carts. So what they do is they, they start up a uh, video conference with a translator. And, uh, if you have a, person that maybe, you know, is deaf and uses sign language or has a, have a person that speaks a different language. Um, you can video conference with somebody 24 seven that speaks that language and can translate for you. That's good. Well, they had a, uh, one of those carts, they, the video wasn't picking up and, um, they were having some issues and it was for a potential COVID-19 patient. And so Ooh. they call my line cause I'm the last one there. And this happened at like four 30, quarter to five. They call my line and they're like, hey, we need to get this card up and running and it's not. And uh, mm-hmm. so I was like, all right, well, so on my way up to fix it, thankfully they called me and said they figured it out. So I didn't have to like go in and gown up and everything. But that's, that's the kind of stuff you get to deal with. You know, it's um, it's not ideal, but it's a job. And that's a lot more than I know a lot of people can say right now. So, um, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm glad I-, I have one and I'm glad I'm able to, you know, still still make money and. You know, I know a lot of people are hurting right now. So as much as I want to complain about what I'm doing, it's, uh, you know, it's something. So I think, yeah, it's, there's always, there's going to be a a level of relativity to everything that, that, uh, you and I and everybody else go through with this. Like, you know, obviously there's a ton that's changed about everybody's lives. Uh, whether you're, you're working, you're not working, whether you're working more, whether you're working less, uh, whether you're, you're healthy, whether you're not, you know, there's a level of relativity, you know, for me, you know, my, my, the change in my life is, well, geez, I, you know, I can't go outside anytime I want and, you know, sporting events are canceled and my wife isn't home and, and stuff like that. And for other people, the change might be, Hey, I'm, sick and can't go anywhere like i'm quarantined for two weeks because i'm i'm ill with this with this with this with this virus so you know i think everybody you know allow it to get off your chest you know if you're if you're somebody out there who is is a little bit more of an unfortunate position like like me or like eddie or or whatever you know you're still allowed to be like uh can't go outside but keep in mind that uh that other people are going through some some pretty terrible stuff as well for yeah. sure, man. Always keep it relative. We're, we're we're relative people here on the Keystone Coast to Coast podcast. But we're not from West Virginia. No, we're not. <laughs> all I want for Christmas is all my teeth. Uh, so uh, my, my wife just shot me a death stare because um, we both are from West Virginia. Actually, we do have family in West Virginia. Both of us. We're both from West Virginia. Are you sure? Uh, do you want to hear the story? No, my, I don't know if you can hear Marissa yelling from the background, but all right. So we're going to, we're going to, I just want to make sure you guys are actually from West Virginia or if you guys so, are actually able to read the map. So here's, okay. So <laughs> after we got married, we got married December 15th, 2018. Mm-hmm. You sure uh, did. Right after we got married, I found out that ancestry.com has a, was giving a, a month free for the holidays. Mm-hmm. So I, I've always been intrigued by my family history. You know, like I've all like, especially the Italian side, I, I've always, you know, really been, you know, interested in that. Mm-hmm. Um, I had some, 
some uncles that some great uncles that ran numbers for the mafia. So uh, I was always interested <laughs> into the uh, Italian side of things. So I didn't really know much about like my Irish roots and I always wanted to learn about that. So I got with, uh, with my dad's sister, um, his half sister, my aunt, uh, my aunt and, um, I just threw away. My aunt can't, can't even make it my, through this story. My, I threw not, look, I I've been, I've been working, you know, every day at the hospital. Uh, I know, added, you know, I've had to pick up some slack with the church because of some family issues. And um, talk to you. yeah, it, it's been, it's been, it's been a hell of a week. So my aunt Maddie, she, she was able to find a lot of stuff out about our family roots, the Irish side. And, uh, found out that we had we were from uh, Clarksburg and um, Clarksburg and Parkersburg, West Virginia. Okay. Now that's like central West Virginia. Uh, now Marissa's family is from Buchanan, West Virginia, and uh, you know they they are one of those families that can trace their family roots back past the uh, Revolutionary War. Like they okay. they really have like a, they actually have a family book. Um, it's probably like a five or 600 page book and it's just their family lineage and all the stories about their family and everything. I mean, it's, and it's detailed. Uh, it's actually pretty cool. Um, so, but yeah, they're from Buchanan, West Virginia. So I start doing some research on my dad's side of my, you know, my grandmother's side, my dad's mom's side of the family. And I found out that my, my great grandpap, um, Ralph McCauley, uh, as my dad used to call him, grandpa Kickapoo Juice. Because he was a moonshiner. Uh, well, he wasn't a moonshiner. He just drank a lot of moonshine. Uh, but he was buried in Buchanan, West Virginia. So okay. now this gets me thinking. Like, that's kind of interesting, you know. Uh-huh. So I just – I start digging through the family tree. And um, it turns out that I had a grandpap five generations down that was in the revolution – or was in the Civil War, was a Confederate okay. soldier. Uh, and his name was John McCauley. And so Hmm. I start talking to Marissa's aunt like, yeah, you know, this is pretty, uh, my Marissa's aunt Millie is kind of the one who keeps all the family stuff on her side. I start telling her, yeah, I actually have family, my, you know, like my, my dad's family, we've got relatives in Buckcannon here. She tells me that the mayor of Buckcannon, West Virginia is, uh, his name is Dave McCauley. Same, same spelling as my family. So I'm like, oh, wow, this has got some legs. So. Uh, yeah, her next door neighbor's last name is Macaulay. So apparently it's a big, you know, it's a big family. Mm. So I start doing some more digging. Marissa has a grandfather that was in the Confederate, was a Confederate soldier in the Civil War. About five generations down. Okay. Named John Macaulay. Macaulay. The same John Macaulay that is my grandpap. That, five generations the odds down. that are very slim. Yeah. And uh, we were able to trace it back. So Marissa and I are actually cousins. <laughs> so it's not that you're from West Virginia. It's just spiritually you are from West Virginia. We are because very much from West Virginia. Yeah. yeah second cousins like seven times. getting around it. And she is, yeah. boy, she's shooting me to death there right now. She hates that story. Because when I found, <laughs> when I found out, Matt, I, I yeah. looked at her. I, I called her up. I was in the office. It was a slow day at work. I call her up. And yeah. I'm like, Hey, what's up, cuz? Uh, okay. I can't imagine why your wife would feel any sort of way about being uh, like, <laughs> reminded of the even the remote possibility. That literally two weeks after we got married. Yeah, literally yeah. two weeks after we got married. 
So listen, man, we're all, we're all, we're all from the same location. We're, yeah. we're all from, it was the thing like we're all from Africa or something like something that. Like, like that. Yeah. yeah. See, we're all like, we're all from Pangea anyway. We're all just Pangeans, you That's know, right. so, as I take a drag off of my imaginary blunt train. Uh, uh, I, I definitely took the train off the rails there for a solid five minutes. So let's uh, sports. Well, yeah, let's get to all the sports news. And that's all the sports news, Eddie. We're done. Um, all right. Actually, yeah. there, there is one piece of news I want to I want to touch on real quick. Um, coming out of New New Orleans. Um, I don't know if you read this story. I, I just want to read the first two uh, uh, sentences of this article on ESPN.com because I can tell that the writer Mike Triplett was very pumped about using this as his intro. With NFL facilities closed during the coronavirus pandemic, the New Orleans Saints had to find a new space to set up their makeshift draft headquarters. So. They turned to their draft headquarters. The Saints have set up shop in the new Dixie Brewing Company facility in New Orleans East, which is also owned by team owner Gail Benson and is closed to the public. Saints coach Sean Payton said the team is prepared to stay at the brewery through the draft on April 23rd to 25th if needed. I just want to point that out because that's a funny story. And also, I know that the moment the guy thought of that, he was like, yes, draft headquarters, draft headquarters, boy, Mikey, high fives himself, calls it a day. <laughs> uh, what a great intro. There it is. There it is. So that's literally all the sports news. So here's what we're oh, going to do with this. Quick, stuff, stuff that we don't really deal with, but Wimbledon canceled for the first yeah. time since World War II. So, I mean, that just kind of gives you an idea of how big things actually are right now. How yeah, wild yeah. things the, are. And, uh, and the the chances of the NBA or and the, the NHL, NHL, for that matter, and, yeah. the, and, and, and baseball really starting. I mean, Toronto just canceled every public event until the end of June. So at minimum, you're looking at you know, one city that has made it immensely more challenging for, for justifiable reasons, but has made it immensely more challenging to hold any sort of sporting event. So that's the Raptors, that's the Leafs, that's the Blue Jays, uh, all guaranteeing that they're not going to be holding crowds until the end of June at the, at the earliest. So, uh, so it's looking more and more, I, I still maintain that. I think that we've seen the last of this NBA and NHL season. And I think that it would be for the best for the league and honestly for the North America if they just, hey, we're punting on this year. We'll start again in October. I'm sure that's part of one of their contingency plans and they're just not making it public. But I, I think that the sooner people come to expect that, the the less of a letdown it's going to be. Yeah, I agree. 100%. Yeah. Sorry, I just stuffed a bunch of French fries in my mouth. I put the mute button on, but you oh, yeah. talking. Where are the fries from? Wendy's. Uh, okay. Classic, classic. Yeah. I, uh, the, <laughs> I, I have uh, started because uh, we're not going out as much. We're getting takeout like once every two weeks or something like that, um, just to you know they, to make things easier for us. And there are a couple once local every businesses. Two weeks. Wow, man, we've been doing like three, four times. Like we're just because I'm working. Because well, and- I can't. Well, the thing is, so uh, again, most nights I'm on my own, so I feel like a jackass if my wife is working. You know. 15 hours in a day or, or 13 hours in a day and she comes home and I'm sitting there with like Shake Shack and I'm like, well, where are you burn? Like, you know, so I, I don't, I typically won't do that unless we're both getting it together. So two weeks ago, we, um, we, we ordered out from Jay's Asian cuisine, a, a local uh, Chinese and Japanese restaurant by our house that we've gotten takeout from a lot. Um, they were offering a coupon and also like, you know, it's nice because you know, the, the, uh, you know, br- Asian restaurants, Chinese restaurants have, have taken an unfair hit over the last couple of weeks just based on uh, the 
the unfair reputation that they've the gotten because of the, of the American public. Exactly. It's like, oh, that's where all the ch- that's where all the corona came from. Yeah. All right. Uh, so actually, so we um, order from there. Side note: It's weird because I'm actually drinking Corona from, uh, I guess, Mexico. Ah! <laughs> yeah, yeah, Mexico. Um, so, sorry, I, I'm now moving my cat off of my desk. My cat, that's right. my, my cat desk. is eyeing up my food right now. So we, to, we put Talbot in the cage because he can't handle. Oh, that was the dog, um, not the cat. Talbot. The reason I, I brought up the the ordering from the store though is because I've recently rediscovered the the wonders of store brought French fries. And let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, uh, there is nothing like a store brought French fry. Yeah, you can you can bake them in the oven. That's a typical way of going about things. Uh, my wife and I have an air fryer. I'm not very good with the air fryer. I wish I was better. But boy, freezer store fried French fries in the air fryer, delicious, man. The absolutely the way to do it. So that is uh, that is the uh, we have an air fryer, but it's not a big one. So uh, okay, you know what I would do? I get get uh, get skin on chicken wings, and okay. uh, and cook them like that. They're the, the skin because the skin uh, protects it from drying out and makes it nice and crispy on the outside. All right, you see, you're just yeah. giving me all kinds of ideas now, dude. Air fryer, air fryer, chicken wings, air fryer, uh, air fryer, French fries. Uh, and all, all will be, all will be well in the, in the Provident household. Cool <laughs> tips. So anyway, we're going to move on from this scintillating, uh, store-bought French fry talk and go to the, the actual central part of our show. So if you've been on uh, the social medias over the last couple of days, uh, and you're a sports fan, uh, which if you're <laughs> side note, if you're on the social medias and not a sports fan, I have no idea what you're doing listening to this show, but <laughs> But uh, but you may have seen uh, a meme going around uh, asking everybody to name their favorite player from each of the 32 NFL teams. Um, I saw you, Eddie, put it up. I saw a good friend of mine, Joe Debus, put it up. And I started filling mine out. uh, And I was like, you know what? I want to do this on the show. So what we're going to do over the next episode or two is we're going to do our favorite player from each NFL team. Of all, the, you know, uh, you, we can do it of all time. I'm going to try and stick to players that I actually saw, um, that I've actually seen in my lifetime, and Mine can is you know, more give them time than anything. That's fine. I'm some... sure I'll I'll come up with some exceptions, but uh, sorry, so I'm I'll like that. distraught here, man. Like I'm trying to figure. I'm listening to you. Yeah, but there were pickles on my hamburger. <laughs> Wait, you don't like I'm, pickles? I hate pickles, dude. I hate you? pickles. Oh God, they're terrible. What? I would, I would actually rather watch Jack Johnson play hockey than eat a pickle. Oh my god! I'd I'd rather watch you play hockey than have to swear off pickles for the rest of your my life. What is what I is this take of you? Thank you very much. <laughs> You're not as good at hockey as pickles are on my food. Oh my god! Dude, uh, pickles this are is terrible, man. A, a disastrous take oh, by you. No, no, there's like I I bit into this burger and like you know what? Actually, I just, just got word from the official uh yeah, the official uh app the official uh food tasters union, and you actually have to give up your air fryer now because of that take. Fine, you to, you put it out in the garbage because you don't like. Oh my god! So anyway, the point is, what we would like to do is we're going to name our favorite pickles. No, we're going to name our favorite players uh, from each NFL team and each NHL team in this episode. And then in a future episode, we'll take on the MLB and the NBA. So uh, that's that's the goal, at least at this point. Uh, And we'll go through each of the 32 NFL teams. And then uh, how many hockey teams are there? Are there 30? 31. 31. Okay. 32 when Seattle decides to 
Well, that's actually mm. interesting because I'm I'm hearing like rumblings now that like they're gonna really like the the salary cap's gonna go down in in the NHL. So yeah, because what is the, that gonna the, do? What's that gonna the, do with with Seattle? I don't know. I, I mean, I have a feeling that. Seattle, the the ownership group that is going to put a team in Seattle and has already built the arena is going to be just fine financially. Uh, you know that this is te- that's typically not the class of people that is immensely impacted by a by a, a an economic recession like this. So I think they're still going to go forward with it. But I am interested about the salary cap because uh, the NBA had also talked about a potential sharp decline in their salary cap uh, based on. Uh, you know, the fact that a lot of their business comes from China uh, and based on the fact that they're not having, you know, a third of the season, essentially. Well, so, and the, and, the, and the other the thing is with that, like you're going to have teams that have, you know, built their cap around their team around mm-hmm. the, the cap. And if it goes down, yeah, if they're just stuck over the cap, like what with, do you do? You yeah, got to rework well, some of these was, contracts. Well, that's that's the NHL. Uh, the thing I heard in the NHL from um, Chris Johnston and Elliot Friedman had both mentioned the idea that the NHL could uh, could allow two or three uh, uh, compliance buyouts for teams. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like uh, the the NBA had like an amnesty uh, option for teams after their last uh, their well, collective no, bargaining agreement. Is like you just buy out the player's contract; <laughs> it, it no longer counts against the cap. Yeah. And um, yeah, that's essentially what it was too. Like they yeah. still had to pay the player, but like you, you're you're not stuck in cap hell because right, right. you know that because of this virus um which makes sense i mean you know i i don't know what the nfl is going to do but that's going to be a consideration for every every league but anyway it so so back to the original back to the original point so we might have a seattle team in the next uh year or two uh based on based on some of the changes that have happened but, but they don't have a player yet so we can't they have no players player. no they have no players um but uh, but we can we can just pretend that we're gonna we can just name a random player and just be like this person's gonna get taken in the uh, in the expansion draft and they're gonna be the best Seattle, uh, Seattleers uh, player. How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> How dare Actually, you? Actually, it sounds like they're gonna be the Kraken. Uh, the Krakens? Seattle Wait, Kraken. Really? That's really the gonna be the team uh, name. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. Uh, okay. So their, their fans will be crackheads. <laughs> that um, I, like I can't take credit for that because this has already been all through Twitter, but it definitely sure. sounds like they're going to be the Kraken. Well, let's let's start with the NFL. Uh, right, let's go NFL. NFL. So here's what we're going to do. Right? Again, we're going to go through and we're going to name every uh, we're going to through every NFL team and we're going to name our favorite player of all time. Well, we'll say of all time. Uh, you know, we can put our own restrictions on it if you want, but we'll say of all time favorite NFL player. Now you already have your list, so I will allow you to dictate where we start. Let's go division by division, at least. Let's go division by division. And uh, go ahead. You give me your team, your player for the Vikings, since I have a burger in my mouth. Um, th- This is Randy Moss. Uh, You know, he's the man. He- he's he's the greatest uh, physical talent I've ever seen a wide receiver. Uh, and if the dude has head screwed on straight, he would be the best receiver of all time, hands down. I agree. He was incredible. He was a cheat code. Yeah, Randy Moss. I got Randy Moss down. Yeah. All right. So yeah, I remember being a however old, you know, getting a Randy Moss jersey for Christmas, Mm -hmm. and then also getting the matching Vikings uh, white turtleneck to go under it because I was that kid. Mm. Oh yeah, the the the, the Vikings and the um 
and the the Chiefs both do that, like the the weird turtleneck. Yeah. Uh, and, and I, I kind of like it. on the neck. It was yeah, but like so we would play. Uh, this is how I mean. This probably explained. This story will explain a lot about me. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was younger, we would in the in the winter time when the streets were full of snow, mm-hmm. we would play uh, tackle football in the street. Really. Yeah, and uh, we always would argue about who was Randy Moss because, you know, mm-hmm. I lost him. And, you know, like they're, every kid wanted to be Randy Moss and wanted the Moss at whoever they were playing. Yeah. Um, yeah, my, my two friends that we would always play, uh, we would always play and we would always like, you know, my friend DeAndre, his big brother, Isaiah, would always be the quarterback and it would be me and DeAndre going up against each other. Mm-hmm. I, I never won, but, you know. A piece of trivia for you, Randy Moss trivia. Uh, Randy Moss's rookie year, his historic rookie year. Uh, do you know who his quarterback was? Randall Cunningham. It sure was Randall Cunningham. Do you know uh, what team Randall Cunningham played for two years before that? Yeah, wasn't it a USFL team? No, it was uh, no team. He was out of football. Uh, he was he was like working on a granite site. Uh, <laughs> it was absolutely remarkable. So great second act for Randall Cunningham. Uh, and uh, Randy Moss helped spur that. Uh, how about the Packers? Uh, Brett Favre for me. That's uh, another one uh, non-Steeler jersey that I owned. Uh, yeah, this Brett, is a toss-up I, I for was, me. I'm a big, I'm a big quarterback guy. So you know, whenever sure. there's going to be a quarterback. Yeah, yeah this is a toss-up for me between Favre and Rogers. Um, Rogers is is probably I was I was. Um, I'll put it this way. I was I've been more cognizant of Rogers prime than I was of Favre's. Uh, you know, Favre's prime was right as I was starting to get into football. Um, but also Favre is like the quintessential gunslinger quarterback. And even though that's like become a cliche where it's like, oh, Brett just plays the game like a kid out there. And that's usually what people say when he throws like 30 picks in a season. Yeah. But but there's also like a there's a, there's a quintessentiality of that that I really like, which may or may not be a word. But I just like the fact that he is the the epitome of like we, the, just, we decided it's a word. Good. Exactly. If there were if you were allowed to smoke cigarettes on the field, Brett Favre would be smoking a cigarette while he yeah. chuck balls downfield. See, for me, it was, in his Wrangler jeans. I played for the Greenfield Cougars when I played uh, <laughs> when I played football. Uh, you know, like grade school ball, mm-hmm. and we were a green and gold football team. And since we were from Greenfield. We had the uh, Packers G on our helmet. So oh yeah, I was in green and gold uniform, uh, uh, green and gold jersey. You know, mm-hmm. with the Packers G on my helmet, so I automatically was a Packers fan. Sure. And uh, oddly enough, Mike McCarthy, the Packers uh, head coach, when they won the Super Bowl uh, yep. against the Steelers, was yep. a green was a Greenfield guy. Really? Yeah, yeah, from Greenfield in uh, Pittsburgh. Yeah. Get out. Huh. So, yeah, anyway, the fuck? all right. Uh, uh, the, the Detroit well, Lions. Uh, easy one for me. Barry Sanders. See, I want Calvin Johnson. Okay. And that's more of a personal preference. But Sanders is, you know, he, he was, again, one of those cheat code kind of players with his mobility and his agility. That's, again, um, another, another non-stealer jersey that I owned as a kid. Really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The, the Lions don't have many picks. And incidentally, they're two best, arguably the two best players of all time. Uh, Sanders and Johnson, uh, yeah. both left at age 30 yeah, <laughs> just to get away from the Lions. That's how bad it is. That's how bad it is. But uh, Calvin Johnson was the man. Uh, I think what, he had a 2,000-yard season, I believe. Uh, and just how unstoppable he was, uh, no matter who he played with at quarterback, was just – I, I yeah, love that. Yeah, I agree. Uh, the Chicago Bears. Duh, Bears, duh, Bears, duh, Bears. Uh, Brian Erlacher for me. Mm. Big, big, ugly white guy that played in the middle of the field. That's mm-hmm. 
That's that's all I can ask for. That's what I wanted to be as a you know. That's what I aspired to be as a child. A big ugly white guy in the middle of the field. He's a, he was a nasty player. Like 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 just talented. And he and he played. The thing is like when you're when you're a great linebacker, people automatically assume, especially if you're you know on the Bears, you assume like oh Butkus, Singletary, these big hitters. Erlocker was a great pass defender. Yeah, he like was. They, they ran that cover too, and it was him and uh, Lance Briggs. We're just you, phenomenal pass defenders. Also, with the last name Erlacher, you knew he was playing linebacker. Like, oh yeah, yeah. You, you know, can't it, be like, like <laughs> the the ex Eagle now Steeler uh, Stefan Wisniewski. Like, you're not going to play anything on the field other than offensive line if your yeah. last name is Wisniewski. You can't be like, and hey, Erlacher set to kick this one away. Uh, no, yeah, you can't it, get that. Work. I, I, if I was a token white, I would have said I would say like Brian Piccolo or some real corny shit like that. Uh, <laughs> But uh, but I'm going to go with my favorite bear that I have seen play, uh, and that's uh, Peanut Tillman. Uh, I love me some Charles Tillman and not the not the best player of all time. But like, man, he was just fun to watch. He wasn't he was not a number one corner. It was always somebody It was either like, you know, like Nathan Vasher or I think eventually I think he played with Kyle Fuller. And uh, and he was never like the number one corner. But the dude, you know, he 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 popularized that punch out move that every cornerback and and every defender now does to try and knock the ball loose from from uh ball carriers uh he's just like a tough as nails kind of player i really like them yeah he was a lot of fun to watch yeah that's right. why I, that's a good one that's a kind of forgotten one that's a good good pick Casno. thanks man thanks man uh so we did the afc we did the nfc north how about the nfc south now uh, so you, can the, pick, you can pick the team. Here, I'm just going to run down the four because if we keep going at the rate we're going, we're going to be here for four. All right, yeah, yeah, go through the four that you're picking then. So I got uh, Saints, Drew Brees, Buccaneers, Warren Sapp, Panthers, Cam Newton, uh, Falcons, Jamal Anderson. Okay. Ooh, Jamal Anderson. I like that one. The Dirty Bird. The original Dirty Bird. Okay. Um, that's good. So so I'm trying to think if there are any – like Sapp's a good pick. Um Breeze is a, is a classic. Uh, well, why Jamal Anderson? Just because of the Dirty Bird? So when I was when I was again when they were good when uh, what was that um, Chris Chandler Jamal Anderson mm-hmm. you know that that offense that they had I was again yeah. I was young and impressionable and just mm-hmm. the dance you know the Dirty Bird dance and just and, yeah. and look Jamal Anderson man he what did he have some moves was he he was smooth and mm. I just I really enjoyed watching him play yeah yeah. That's a good, that's solid picks. So I'm going to go uh, for the Falcons. Uh, I'm tempted to say Matt Ryan because he's a local boy. Shout out to Exton PA. Uh, but I'm going to say Mike Vick. Uh, I mean, Mike Vick's, I think it was his second season in the league was just like it. It, it was Lamar Jackson, except for 15, 20 years ago. Also, uh, it was 2004 Mike Vick on uh, Madden 04. Oh, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Greatest, gave the greatest sports game athlete. Sports uh, video, video game games athlete. was sports video games were not sophisticated enough to account for a player like Mike Vick at no, that time. No, no, like, no. It was great. Uh, so Mike Vick was my favorite Falcon uh, for the Saints. Um, probably Drew Brees. I, I can't uh, try to like Aaron Brooks. Uh, like, like I can't. They don't have as, as illustrious of a history, even though they have you know obviously the the Manning connection and everything. Um. Uh oh, Buccaneers. Mike Allstott. Um, just the 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 bulldozer at fullback. One of the last great running fullbacks of all time. Um, and then Carolina. 
Uh, Cam Newton's a great pick. I'm going to go way off the grid for this one. I'm going to pick Rocket Ishmael because I did not know. This is the the Panthers came around again right when you and I were were growing up. I think their first year in the league with the Jaguars is like 94, 95. And this is not Rocket Ishmael's prime by any means. Uh, But uh, it was just awesome because I saw one of those like, you know, how Fox cuts to like, oh, let's go for a game break. And whenever the Eagles were on, they go cut for a game break. And I would see Rocket Ishmael just streaking down the sidelines. And I'd be like, Dad, is there really a guy named Rocket that plays in the NFL? Uh, And uh, so, yeah, so that just stuck with me that there was a guy named Rocket Ishmael who played for the Panthers. So uh, there it is. That's a really good pick. He was another one that was a lot of fun to watch. Oh, man. Just a machine. Uh, All right. Good. So the AFC South, uh, NFC South. Good picks all around. So you have Newton. Uh, Sap, Breeze, and Jamal Anderson, and I went with Vic, Breeze, uh, Allstott, and Rocket Ishmael. Yeah. Um, NFC West. So West, I got. Uh, hold on, I got scroll because I had the North next, but that's or East, but that's okay. West. Right. Uh, Niners, Jerry Rice, good. Rams, Marshall Falk, Seahawks, good, good, Mar- good. Uh, Marshawn Lynch, and uh, Cardinals, Larry Fitzgerald. Marshawn Lynch. Wow. Okay. Uh, I mean, Marshawn Lynch is, is a good pick. It's a he's like he was the representative of that team's personality as when, much as like Richard Sherman or Earl Thomas was. So like the Seahawks, when like I didn't really obviously I didn't like them because of the Super Bowl forty thing, and I was a junior in high school when we won that. So the, I didn't really start liking the Seahawks until after that, and that's when mm-hmm. Marshawn Lynch came around, and then when he had that run against the Saints. Mm-hmm. I mean, that solidified yeah. him as one of my favorite players, let alone. Uh, yeah, the beast the, mode stiff arm yeah. and everything. Oh, my God. That was yeah, such that a was cool good. run. That was that I was mean, the year that they were like seven and nine, too, and they, they snuck into the and, playoffs and, and just then smoked beat the, the Saints. It, yeah, beat the Saints. It's, uh, that was unreal. Oh, my. I was furious that they were allowed to be in the playoffs that year, and then that play happened, and I was like, yeah, I guess this is okay. Um, uh, so, okay. So I'll go, uh, 49ers. I'll take Steve young, uh, mobile lefty quarterback. Hard to go wrong with that. Uh, you know, obviously one of the all time greats, um, Seahawks. I'll go Russell Wilson, uh, for a similar reason. Like the problem with the Seahawks is again, they, they didn't have like immense success for a while. So like, if you go pre, uh, the Russell Wilson era, you're looking at like, like Matt Hasselbeck, Steve Largent, Warren Moon. Warren Moon would be a good pick too, but I, I never really saw the the prime of Warren Moon. So I'll go Russell Wilson. He's he's one of my favorite players in football. Uh, but uh, Young, Wilson, Wilson in that division. Oh, uh, I, I, I agree with you on Mar- Marshall Falk. Uh, yeah. And then uh, for the Cardinals, yeah, Larry Fitz is one of my favorite players that i've i've seen play uh that that one the one play that he had uh when you guys played them in the super bowl you ultimately won the game but the go-ahead touchdown that he had where he just split your two safeties and and ran up field for like 60 yards was just one of the most awesome things i've ever seen about uh, that game that will never get talked about because it ended up being a touchdown but yeah. his hustle to catch up with james harrison yes from where he oh, the, was at the end of halftime that was impressive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it I mean, was like, incredible. Yeah, he. I mean, you know, it ended up being the James Harrison. If 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 Larry Fitzgerald doesn't catch James Harrison, James mm-hmm. Harrison doesn't score the touchdown because he actually bounced off of Larry Fitzgerald's body to stay <laughs> off of the field. That's what you get for hustling, Larry. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, was, was an like, incredible like, play. Speed was never the has never been the hallmark of his game, but he had game breaking speed too in the early stage of his career, like right in the middle of his career. I, you know, I just watched the um, 
a football life on Jerry Rice, and they said that in the yeah. in college he ran a four seven. And really, yeah, but that's exactly what Joe Montana and uh, Steve Young said about Jerry Rice was that right sometimes clock speed doesn't mm-hmm. actually tell what kind of football speed you have. Sure, and that's sure. that is if you're going to describe Jerry Rice that way, you can absolutely one hundred percent describe Larry Fitzgerald that way because. He was a bigger body. He was more of a physical receiver, but what he just he knew how to get away from people, mm-hmm. and that, you know that's that was one of the impressive things about him, man. That was, yeah. All right, let's go to the NFC East. Um, I will let you go first on this one. All right, uh, Giants, Michael Strahan, uh, Cowboys, okay. Troy Aikman, uh, Redskins, Sean Taylor, Eagles, mm. Donovan McNabb. Donovan F. McNabb. Yeah, <laughs> man. I almost uh, went with Brian Westbrook, but I went with the quarterback because I like Westbrook. Yeah, sure, yeah. And McNabb, McNabb has been justifiably uh, crapped on uh, the last couple of years because he's just come off like a very insecure jerk uh, half the time. And also he had a, a run-in with the law when he was living in Arizona. Um, but listen, before before the – like McNabb's still the best quarterback that's ever played for this team. So I, I – yeah, I think he, he still deserves some respect for that. And, and the fact um, that he was booed at his draft and then just like absolutely took that team over. That, that was something uh, that about was, that for me. Well, that was a stun also by the the Mark Madden of, oh, of Philadelphia. Sure, sure. Here we Bittal go with the stunts. It's just Philly being Philly. Come on, man. Oh, it absolutely it. was. <laughs> it's a, yeah, listen, that's as Philly being Philly as Mark Madden is representative of the city of Pittsburgh. You know what, though, as much as I dislike Madden, sometimes I think he's more representative See, of the there community we go. than I want there him we to go. be. <laughs> See, this is what I mean. He's like, actually, you made some great points sometimes. No, I mean, uh, I, like, I, the more I, the more I talk to people in this city that are sports fans, the more I unfortunately see the reason why Madden is popular. Yep, absolutely. Because All right. Pittsburgh sports fans are idiots. <laughs> Coming uh, from, from a my Pittsburgh NFC- sports fan. For my NFC East picks, they're going to be a little bit different from yours. So obviously with the Eagles, uh, I'm going Brian Dawkins. Uh, Weapon X, you know, uh, it, it, you know, one of my favorite safeties to ever play the game. Uh, he was he played during like the golden age of safeties in the NFL because he had him, Palomalu, Ed Reed. And for, you know, the brief period of time, he had Sean Taylor in there as well. Um, just a ton of, of great safeties to, to play for them. Uh, for the Giants, my favorite Giant of all time, of all time, Eddie, is Geno Smith. Geno Smith came in and snapped <laughs> Eli Manning's uh, uh, a consecutive start streak, and it couldn't have happened to a better guy. I was going to say, really are you even allowed Gino. to have favorite fan, favorite players in these other three oh, absolutely. teams? absolutely. Absolutely. I, I have a favorite giant the same way that I have a favorite Redskin, and that's Albert Hainsworth. Albert Hainsworth. <laughs> Albert Hainsworth. Albert Hainsworth, uh, who you might recall, had a bank-breaking contract with the Redskins and then proceeded to uh, just be an absolute albatross uh, of a a football player. Uh, The dude had two straight career years in Tennessee, coincidentally, right when uh, it was his contract year and his franchise tag year, and then immediately got way overpaid by the Redskins. Uh, Again, you hate to see it. You absolutely hate to see it. Uh, And then for the for the Cowboys, uh, I had to rack my brain for this one. But the answer is obviously with so many greats in that in that 
organization with Irvin and Aikman and Emmett Smith. But it was pretty obvious that my favorite cowboy of all time is Felix Jones. Uh, the first round bust out of Arkansas <laughs> that Jerry Jones just could not help but draft, uh, even though he had uh, Julio Jones on the team, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so again, a- anytime you can draft a non-Ezekiel Elliott running back that high in the draft, you have to do it. So uh, so hats off to you, Jerry. So, all right, we definitely took this different directions, kind of, because I actually put a favorite player down for the for the Ravens. And all right, if you um, want me to do an actual favorite player, uh, <laughs> my actual favorite player for the for the Giants of all time um, is oh, uh, well, <laughs> I gotta say Ron Dane, uh, but uh, no, nah, it's <laughs> Ron probably, Dane. <laughs> you know what, uh, Ahmad Bradshaw. <laughs> No, 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 no. David Tyree. David Tyree. <laughs> you're, you're a hot mess. Let's move. David Tyree. David Tyree. Because he, because listen, if there was one time I actually pulled for the Giants, it was uh, during that <laughs> Super Bowl where they beat the Patriots. Against the Patriots. Oh, so I'll take, I'll take David Tyree for the Redskins. I will also say Sean Taylor because I genuinely really liked him as a player and just the way his his, his life was cut short was, was yeah. just unbelievable. Um, right, in fact, it, Warren Sharp actually just on Twitter put out a video clip of his rookie year, like a, a his highlight package from his rookie year, and just his rookie highlights were incredible. Oh, he's, he was he was something else, man. Uh, and my favorite cowboy of all time. Oh crap! Keep keeping it, Felix Jones. Uh, just keep yeah. It. I mean, it, it genuinely is Felix Jones. You get one. All right, you get one. <laughs> yeah. All right, Felix Jones. So all right, so I there's have, their I NFTs. Have one on my list. I don't know if you saw my list, but I have one on mine. Oh, you put LOL for the Browns. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. Who that I have seen play the game? Who is going to be my favorite player for that football team? Well, I'm going to tell you the the, the best one I've seen so far was a genuine answer because the other guy that I saw do this for the Jets, he's a Ravens fan, and he put a genuine pick for every team, including like the Browns and the Steelers and everything. Uh, but for the Ra- but for the Jets, he put Tom Tupa, <laughs> the punter. <laughs> Just an absolute moonshot of a leg. That name. I haven't heard that name in years. Tom yeah, Tom Tuba, man. Oh, All right, man. so so on that subject, how about we do the they, uh, the wait a second. They haven't the they haven't even had a good kicker or punter. The Browns. Uh, what about a uh, ping pong Phil Dawson? Phil Dawson was pretty good, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, okay. All right. Let's. He's pretty. He's, he's pretty good. Yeah. Listen, we're not working with a big. You know, a big plate here. All right, let's let's do the AFC the AFC North. Uh, right. let's let's go through the division. Uh, I will start this time uh, and allow you to to come up with an actual pick for the Browns. Um, I hmm, I didn't think about this one as much. Uh, my favorite Brown of all time is <laughs> I could say Baker Mayfield just to piss you off. Uh, That's what I was I'm going to go. I'm going to go. No, I'm not going to go with him. Uh, I'll go uh, Peyton Hillis because he made the cover of Madden that one year inexplicably uh, for getting a thousand yards at a, out of the fullback position. Uh, they haven't any good players. They, they just haven't had many other good players. Uh, my And then for the, the Ravens, the Ravens, I'll say Ed Reed. Uh, Love watching Ed Reed play. Just just anytime he, he got an interception, there was a chance to run back for a touchdown. He was an incredible ball hawk. Um on that same subject, for the Steelers, I'll say Troy Polamalu. Uh, obviously, they've got a, a robust history of great defenders, but uh, Polamalu had everything aesthetically with the hair and then just the the ferocious way he played the game. He could play, you know, free safety, strong safety. He could play at the linebacker spot. He could play deep. You know, he was he was the man. Uh, and then have for you, have the, you heard the uh, Pat McAfee, Troy Polamalu story? 
Yeah, where he guessed the gap oh, on the fake field goal. That's, that's one of the best. <laughs> One of if, the you, if you have not heard that, go and listen. Find the Pat McAfee. Just I, if you search Pat McAfee, Troy Palomalo, it'll be one of the first things to come up on Google uh, for the listeners out there. It's a great story. Pat McAfee was going to run a fake uh, field goal, and Troy Palomalo sniffed it out, and basically McAfee had to bail on it. And the, the way he describes it is just incredible. It's, it's beautiful. Um, and then uh, I didn't give a favorite. Uh, who's the other team? Bengals. Bengals. Um, who's the other team? That I one forgot. team. I forgot. Uh, favorite Bengal is oh boy. Uh, you know what, TJ TJ Hushmanzada. No, uh, Ocho Cinco. It's gonna how's be Ocho Cinco. Nah, it's, uh, how's your mama? Who's your mama? Uh, I'll say Ocho Cinco. Chad Chad Johnson. All right, what do you got? I'm good with that. Uh, all right, so my AFC North um, Bengals. AJ Green. I just it. it Yep. It's really hard. Like, and, and I'm sure you understand this because you just went through the NFC East. Mm-hmm. It's really hard to like players on teams that you're rivals with. Sure. But I I genuinely love the way AJ Green plays wide receiver. And mm-hmm. I like he's he's all business. You never like you have all these prima donna wide receivers in the NFL, and you just you never hear it out of him. You never you know, like you never you know hear what that means, though, because, you know, they said that about Marvin Harrison, too. And that means that A.J. Green is actually a murderer. Yeah, <laughs> right. He's a, he, he's a serial killer in disguise. I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I just I mean, like, I I don't really care for the Bengals. Like they're kind of the they're to me, the Bengals are the Blue Jackets of the NFL. They're just like, nah, they're there. Mm. They're yeah. there. They they get to the playoffs. Well, the Bengals have made some Super Bowls back in the day with uh, right. Oh, no. but saying, was it Boomer? In my lifetime, yeah, Boomer size yeah. was there. Yeah. But in my lifetime, they've they're they've had decent teams. Uh, they talk a big game. They're supposed to always be good, and then they just yeah. they flop in the first round or they never do anything. But AJ Green is just genuinely a mm-hmm. good football player and a good wide receiver. And I mean, he's a Hall of Fame talent that you know just unfortunately got stuck on a mediocre team so he got AJ stuck green. with andy dalton you can just say he got yeah. stuck with andy dalton so aj green uh All right. ravens uh, it's a no-brainer for me uh because i played linebacker as a kid ray lewis um mm-hmm. i love killer pick yeah i <laughs> another murderer mm-hmm. yeah allegedly <laughs> allegedly even in the white the white glove treatment or should i say the yeah. white suit treatment he's not oj simpson don't talk about gloves <laughs> no, he's not. Um, he's not OJ. He didn't do it. But if he did do it, he'd write a book about right. it. But um, Ray Lewis, I mean, just I think he's one of the top three linebackers of all time. Yeah. And then on top of that, the you know, we do. I mean, we're joking about that whole thing. But his his turnaround, like, you know, his his uh, what do you call it? His mm-hmm. redemption arc is uh, is something, man. Mm-hmm. And I. I like him as a person. I love listening yeah. to him talk. I know I'm probably in the minority there, but I love when he yeah. starts getting going. I, you know, I love the way he played football. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I'm just, he's one of my favorite. Again, it's weird because he's a Raven, but he's one of mm-hmm. my favorite players of all time. Sure. Um, yeah. Steelers, Perfect accessory to murder. I mean, that defense. The, the Steelers, <laughs> uh, Jack Lambert. Um, okay. I, yeah. I didn't get to see him play in person, um, but every time my dad would put on a 70s Steeler film, there would mm-hmm. be Jack Lambert. And there's the one video of Cliff Harris for the uh, Cowboys. He 
during the Super Bowl, he comes over. Uh, the Steelers kicker, Roy Jarella, missed a field goal. And Cliff Harris walks over to him and pats him on the helmet to be mm-hmm. like, like kind of mess with him and be like, ah, good job, buddy. And Jack Lambert in one motion sees it and just takes Cliff Harris and dump trucks him. Mm-hmm. And, and that set the tone for that Super Bowl. And that was it from there on, man. And mm-hmm. like that is one of my favorite football videos of all time. Like it is just – to me it encapsulates what that Steeler team was. And mm-hmm. I just – you know, for me, Jack Lambert is like he's – that's it for the Steelers. Like if you – if the Steelers had to have a mascot, it shouldn't be Steely McBeam. It should be Jack Lambert with the missing teeth and just like that to me is what yeah, Steeler football wear- is. But he has to wear the hard hat and hold the uh, the steel beam oh, too. Oh God! Don't even get me started on stealing. Rolls are rolls. <laughs> All right. All right. So good. Good stuff for the AFC North. Um, Notice I avoided oh, you didn't pick a brown. All right. Now I gotta pick a brown. Lee Suggs. William Willie Green. Tim Couch. <laughs> what about uh, Kelly Holcomb, the guy who eventually replaced him? <laughs> I'm going Tim. That was Kelch. the best. And they drafted. They took. They picked up fucking. Part of my language. They picked up freaking Kelly Holcomb in the offseason. Like, oh, this is just uh, you know to provide some friendly competition. As if they needed Kelly Holcomb to give their first overall pick in the draft the uh, competition. That's a wild franchise, man. Timmy Couch. Uh, all right, what division you want to do next? Um, let me look at my uh, list here. Side note: There's a guy from Hazelwood named Tim Couch. Really? We always used to Does joke. You do steroids too? No, but we always used to joke because uh, I, we used to do this stupid thing with names where we take the first letter of the first name and the first letter of the last name and mm-hmm. swap them. So it was always Kimmy Touch. Kim Touch, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And yeah, it was just, anyways, um, yeah. Oh, Kimmy. <laughs> Sorry, we had the AFC North. Let's go AFC South. South. All right. Uh, how about the Colts? Okay, we're going to do all four teams anyway. So yeah, Peyton Manning. We just go, are we going to agree that it's Peyton Manning? Uh, I don't. Well, yeah. I was going to make an argument for Edron James. I like Edron James, but Peyton Manning. I mean, I know Peyton Manning. Quarterback guy. always wins the tie for me, so Peyton Manning. Yeah, yeah. Fine, Peyton Manning. I mean, he was just a you know he was literally a surgeon back there. I'm interested to see your Jaguars pick. My Jaguars pick is Maurice Jones-Drew. Hmm. My, uh, I love my, Maurice Jones-Drew. My uh, Jaguars pick is also a running back. Fred Taylor? Fred Taylor. Yeah, that's a good to one, too. I used to watch him, man. I used to love watching I used to hate watching him when they were in mm-hmm. the Steelers division, but when mm-hmm. they weren't playing the Steelers, I used to love watching him. Near the end of his career, he started splitting time with MJD, and that just seemed unfair because he had – Taylor, who was still like a bowling ball late in his career. And then you had MJD, who was was not like like a bowling ball, a literal bowling ball. Yeah, he was a literal bowling ball because he was five, seven, but he was like he was tough as nails and he would Mm -hmm. would truck guys. Uh, He was a blast to watch. So they had a couple of really good running backs in that uh, in that group. And then they have Leonard Fournette now. So So Texans, J.J. Watt, no brainer for me there. Okay, And Titans, Oilers, uh, Steve McNair. Aaron McNair is a good pick. Um, Texans is going to be Watt for me too. They just uh, Andre Johnson was a close second for me, but I, yeah. and JJ Watt is is a great 
uh, listen, he, he's just a ferocious defender. He, he can do literally everything that you can. And I keep saying literally. I hate people who say literally, and now I'm in a groove where I'm saying it all the time. Uh, so was it you that made the post about how literally is used too much? Yeah, you should go to jail. Yeah, like I'm gonna call the police if people keep like, using it. And yeah, because that's what I remember asking. We did like literally go to jail or. Yeah, I was literally calling nine one one on you when you did that. Uh, but no, I, so JG Watt is is uh, a do everything uh, defensive end. Uh, you know, monstrous presence when he's healthy. Uh, and then for the Titans, McNair's a good pick. It would either be I, McNair or Eddie George. But I, I mean, again, quarterback wins see, a tie I, for me. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Um, Chris Johnson. Because that 2,000-yard season, he was just electric. He was fun to watch. He was an absolute like, imagine, sensation. Imagine having uh, in Madden him yeah. with 04 Mike Vick on your team. Oh, it would be unfair. That was – that year when, <laughs> when Chris Johnson ran for 2,000 yards was like – that was as close as I've seen to somebody being Barry Sanders. Like he was just yeah. Yeah, incredible, was, lightning quick. He was fun um, to watch, man. Yeah, and and I don't know if it was injury or just you know he was a one hit one you know, sort of a one season fluke or something, but that one year was was remarkable. We're, so we're I'll, agreeing I'll go too much. Sure. We're agreeing too much. I don't like this. Sorry, actually, Steve McNair sucks. Uh, how about the how about the <laughs> AFC East? AFC East. So with the Patriots, run down your um, four, and then I'll run down my four. Who are you? All right. Uh, so let me start. So Patriots. So I'm trying to remember the teams in that division now: Bills, Patriots, Jets, and Dolphins. Uh, Dolphins. I'll go Marino. Uh, pretty easy one for me. Uh, great. You know, one of the one of the all time greats. Um, the Patriots. I will say Gronk. Um. Yeah, I mean the the that's that's the most fun I've seen watching a a football player in a long while uh, at that position. Uh, the Jets, boy, not a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of options. Um, I will say, screw it. I'll say Curtis Martin. And then for the Bills, boy, I'm having trouble with this one. The Bills, um, you know, he's a real tough, tough receiver. So I'll go Eric Bolt. All right, I'm glad you had something different for the Bills because my Pats was Rob Gronkowski, my Jets was Curtis Martin, my Dolphins was Dan Marino. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> and, um, my Bills was Jim Kelly. Okay, that's a good pick. I, I mean, you get in in one division, you've got two uh, two Western mm-hmm. PA boys, so I yeah. got to go Dan Marino and Jim Kelly with those guys. That's good. Yeah, the, the the thing is, like safeties and tight ends are my favorite positions in football. Like, I just love those positions because there's so much expected See, of them. It, like, it's quarterbacks, quarterbacks, and middle linebackers for me. Really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that 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 makes sense. And and listen, you, you can make an argument. Oh, like this position, people who love wide receivers because they they you know they get to beat guys deep and they do the dances and everything, or running backs because they can do a little bit of everything. Um. I just tight ends and safeties have a special place in my heart. Three of my picks so far have been safeties, uh, at least, and or four of them have been. Uh, and then, uh, and then obviously Gronk is yeah, uh, Gronk's the best tight end I've ever seen. So none. the thing with like the quarterback, I mean, you got to remember in Western PA, we just we breed them out here. You know, we've which is got gross. The, 
we have uh, you know uh, everybody from Dan Marino. You, got, you, you to, still have to Bruce you still have... <laughs> and, and Charlie Batch. I mean, oh, yeah, you keep you keep Bruce Gradkowski and Dan Marino in the stables just so they can they can right. continue to be studs. Do you know? Uh, can you name the five <laughs> Hall of Fame? Can you name the five Hall of Fame quarterbacks from Western Pennsylvania? Marino, I should know this. This is bad. Uh, Actually, Marino, it might be six. Now I'm thinking about it. Montana, that's two. Um, I just gave you one of them with my favorite Bill. Oh, Jim Kelly's from Pittsburgh. Well, um, he's from outside of Pittsburgh, but it's Western PA. Uh, okay, all right. So Kelly, <laughs> Marino, Montana, um, Pat Devlin, and Bruce Gradkowski. <laughs> Pat Devlin, Bruce. Um, Devlin's actually from out here, so you can't. Uh, Montana, Namath. Uh, Namath. Uh, I forgot about Namath. He's Beaver oh, County. God. Yeah, Namath. Um, Montana, an easy one. Marino, yeah, Kelly, uh, Johnny Unitas, Bloomfield. Oh, I can't believe it. Man, I'm such a moron. Okay, and, uh, there's, a, there's a sixth one from um, the, he played for the Raiders. Uh, Andrew Walter. Oh, was it? It wasn't Daryl Monica. It was, um, give me uh, old, Stabler. No, not Stabler. Uh, uh no crap, Blanda. No, not Blanda. Yeah, George Blanda. Um, George Blanda. Yep, it was George, George Blanda, Blanda was from Pitt- Pittsburgh. Yeah, I actually I sold his um, I sold his granddaughter a TV at Best Buy. Really? Yeah. Uh, she come in young, and say hello. Young, I'm the granddaughter of George PA. Blanda. Well, no. When uh, when she paid for the TV with her credit card, uh, I said, "Ha, huh, Blanda." Did she insist like, on playing in Blanda bucks. Yeah, I was like Blanda, like the quarterback, and she laughed and she was like, "I can't believe someone your age knows who knows who he is." Like, My dad was a big Raiders fan, and yeah. Uh, the yeah, quarterback and kicker. Yeah, quarterback Played and kicker. Like Fifty years old. <laughs> yeah, so there's your uh, there's your Western PA six. Not including Pat Devlin and Bruce Gradkowski and Charlie Batch. <laughs> Pat Devlin was not from Pittsburgh. I was being an asshole. I know, but uh, <laughs> he's from Bruce, next. Bruce, yeah, Bruce Gradkowski and uh, and Charlie Batch are in there too. I didn't know that Batch was actually from Pittsburgh. I thought he just wound up on your team for a long time. Dude, he went to Steel Valley. Oh, get out! He's a Steel Valley Iron Man. Yeah, we my Detroit. The team that I coached did what he couldn't do. He couldn't win a state championship. We did. You heard it here first, guys. Eddie Provident, better than Charlie Batch. That's right. <laughs> and he, you know uh, what? what do we I'm have so, left? I'm sorry, Chuck, because he, he gives me free food at the uh, at the homecoming game. So, <laughs> what do we have? We have the West left, right? Is that the only one? AFC West. Okay. All right. Uh, boy. Uh, so that's Raiders, Chiefs. Again. Yeah. <clears throat> Raiders, Chiefs, Chargers, and Broncos. Yes. Um, Broncos is Elway. Yeah. Uh, it's an easy one. Elway is an easy one. Fight, you know, the, the earliest like physical freak at quarterback, you know, just dude who could run like run and throw like yeah. he, he was Mike Vick in a different era. But that was like what Mike Vick was uh, like. That was the, that era's Mike Vick was John Elway. Um, uh, Chiefs. There's a lot of like legends on the Chiefs. Like, you know, if, if you go like, you know, you go back. To, yeah, like, but the, if you don't pick this one, I, I'm going to probably if you don't pick the right person, I'm probably going to lose a little bit of respect. Larry for Johnson. No. <laughs> yeah, Larry Johnson. Is he the one with the crazy Twitter takes? Oh, yeah. He's he's an absolute yeah. lunatic. He's been on yeah, Alex Jones' okay. show a whole bunch. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm just going to pick the one that's, that was my favorite to watch, and that's Priest Holmes. 
Hmm. Okay, I mean that's acceptable. But you're, you're going to pick Derek Thomas, aren't I'm you? I'm absolutely going to pick Derek Thomas. Yeah, I mean, listen, well, like, listen. When I was a, so that's another I talk about jerseys that I had as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, so when Derek Thomas was popular, this mm-hmm. was pre. Uh, get ready for this one, kids. Pre-internet. Mm-hmm. What is that? You couldn't. Or you just mean like Middle to, Ages? Like, you can't just go to NFLShop.com and buy a, a jersey. You, Did you had have to go to the brick and mortar NFL shop.com. You had to actually either go to a physical location and buy a jersey, or you had to call the team shop at the stadium and re- and like try to order a jersey. So I'm excited to hear about how you called the Kansas City Chiefs and asked to buy a Derek did, Thomas jersey. My, my mom for Christmas one, she knew how bad I wanted a Derek Thomas jersey. He was my at the time my favorite wow. football player. Wow. And the the person that was on the other end was so blown away that a kid from Pittsburgh wanted a Kansas City Chiefs jersey <laughs> that not only did they get they they sold the Kansas City Chiefs jersey to my mom for my Christmas present, but yeah. they gave her two posters and like a, a pack of like Chiefs playing or like tops cards. Oh, that's fun. That's a good yeah. story. So yeah, I was that was you know pre-internet guys. That's what you had to do. You had to actually what, call. What people. cost more, the jersey or the phone call from Pittsburgh to Kansas City? You know, that's actually a really good question. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine that. This is this is pre like world you know nationwide wireless bell, internet bell to bell communications probably. Yeah, <laughs> you place a collect call to the Kansas City Chiefs <laughs> Pro Shop. <laughs> but I, shout out to my parents for actually pulling that off. I mean, that was one of the coolest. You know, that was. Yeah, that's of, awesome. That was a pretty cool birthday present, man. That it had the red jersey with the white and yellow. Oh, that was. Yeah, that so was Derek Thomas time. is a great pick. Uh, Tony Gonzalez would have been a great pick too. Yeah, and honestly, yeah. I probably should have gone with him. But like, uh, there's a lot. Like Len Dawson, if you want to go way, way, way in, in the old days, years, it's going to be Pat Mahomes. I mean, like he's already. Oh, yeah, Mahomes yeah. is my favorite player in the NFL currently. So I mean, it's already. Travis Kelsey is a good one. Uh, you know, Tyree Kill, if you want to look at strictly his on-field production, could be a good yeah. pick. Uh, <laughs> but I, I'm going to go Priest Holmes because Priest Holmes was the earliest, like, fantasy football megastar. Like, just a dude who did it all. Um, That's fair. That's fair. And in a similar vein – actually, no, not in a similar vein. For the Chargers, I'm going to take Antonio Gates. Um, okay. oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. He was the first of that, like – bring a basketball player on as your football as your NFL tight end and just see if it works. Like he, he boy, did it work. <laughs> it worked very well. Like Jimmy Graham is not Jimmy Graham. If, uh, if Antonio Gates doesn't exist, uh, Julius Thomas doesn't get his like five minutes of fame with Peyton Manning. If Antonio Gates didn't exist. And uh, who's um, your Raider? <sighs> um, boy, they're, they're, I actually have a lot of, of, uh, this is a tough one. Um, you know, I would say Bo Jackson. Okay, that's fair. Like, like just unfair, not just because of the Tech Mobile thing. Um, there's a ton of history with the Raiders. Um, but not a lot of recent history. So yeah. you have to go a little bit far back, unless you want to take like, oh, Jerry Rice when he was 40. Well, um, my, my initial thought was like, I was originally going to go uh, safety like you uh, and go Jack Tatum. But now, oh, yeah, the yeah. more I thought about it, the, Charles Woodson. Yeah. The more I thought about it though, I, I really like, I settled on Tim Brown. Tim Brown's a good pick. Yeah. I just, I, I no. remember I was always intrigued by him because he never wore uh he never wore gloves. He always had that tape on his fingers. Remember yep. that? 
And I, yeah, always, yeah, yeah, I, I yeah. always thought that was different for a wide receiver. Like you always see wide receiver wear wide receivers wearing gloves, and he had the tape. Mm-hmm. I was like, ah, that's pretty cool. So can I change my can I change my Saints pick real quick? Sure. I want Joe Horn to be my pick. Joe Horn. Uh, did he call you on? Did he did he pull the cell phone out and call you and ask you to change it? Or yeah, he called me and he said, "Yo, can I borrow fifteen thousand dollars for this fine I'm about to get?" Isn't Clinton Portison on that too? No, well, he might have done something similar. I mean, he he didn't play with there Joe Horn, hand, but no, I think he did. Saying, there was a handful. Fun. There was a handful of players that got got hit with that. <laughs> Who was, was the guy? I think didn't Michael Thomas do like a fake out? Cell phone oh, yeah, celebration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like he, he went did. and checked the pad and like he was yeah, like, well, oh, it's yeah. not here. <laughs> so that was really good. Uh, so I'll right, take so- Joe Horn just because like uh, Breeze is the obvious pick. Breeze is like, the, you know, the Mr. Saint, Mr. New Orleans at this point. Um, but Joe Horn just that was the, the one he of the funniest fun. things I've ever seen. He and he's a great receiver, too. He's yeah. a very, very good receiver for for many years. And um, all right. That was good. That was well, fun. My, my charger was. Uh, oh, shoot. I forgot. Yeah. My, yeah. My charger. Junior Seau. Oh, that's a good one. I good yeah, one. just again another linebacker. Great junior stay out. Nasty, just uh, athletic. Just yeah, boy, was he good to watch. Well, he was a lot of fun, man. Do you remember that like first year or two when Sean Merriman looked like he was going to be the next junior stay yeah, I do. And I remember it very well. And, and I was like, frightening. oh man, this dude's going to destroy the NFL. And then he just no more. And then he he literally he went on exactly. The- he went no on exactly steroids. one date with Tia Tequila, and suddenly uh, it was over. <laughs> uh, can I right. wait? Can I change? Can I can I change that? To, can I change my uh, charger to uh, Manti Teo? <laughs> Only if you take uh, Lene Kakua on top of All it. Right. All right, so, <laughs> Manti Teo. <laughs> All right, wow. let's, let's let's switch let's switch gears here. I I am not going to leave without doing hockey, even if we kind of go through it quickly. But we've got to go. Dude, through that's hockey. fine. That's fine. Um, so I, I pre pre. Uh, pre-game here before we started i gave mm-hmm. matt um because he said he would have a lot of goalies on this list i sure did and i told him that i only had four goalies yeah. on my list and he's having trouble figuring out who one of them are okay so i said hashik was one of them and, uh, and i was not. wrong it's not yeah. hashik um I said Luongo because what you told me at the beginning was you had a, a Florida Panthers goalie. Correct. And so I said said Luongo, and I was correct, but for the wrong team because you have him as your Canucks pick. Correct. So I am at a, an absolute loss as to the other goalie that you've got for, <laughs> for Florida. All right. So let's start off with the Atlantic division then. So um, right. I'll run down my Atlantic guys, and then you tell me yours, and then – uh, I hate since, these divisions, by the way. I, oh, they're terrible. Uh, I know. I know that this is like five years old at this point, but it still fucks me up every terrible, time. Pardon man. my language. It's awful. Like, it's awful. Yeah. If, All right. So the NHL, 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 real quick. If the NHL were smart, they'd go back to the Patrick Division and the uh, Campbell Conference and the Prince of Wales Conference and the like. The if want, like, if you want to do it, like, because you know how they do football stadiums now. Like, it's not. It's like the like Nevesco Field at Mile High yeah. or something like that. Yeah. But it's ostensibly Mile High. If you want to call it like the Patrick Northeast, it, fine. Yeah, they they have to go back to that. Man, that was so cool. That was one of the things, like the history of hockey. How it yeah. was so like they like it was just like, oh man, that's uh-huh. you know that's the Prince of Wales conference. It was yeah. just it was something about. Okay, so that, that's my soapbox. Uh, all right, so my uh, Atlantic Division favorite players. Uh, there's, yep. I definitely reached into the into the wayback machine for some of these. Uh, yeah. So Canadians, um, Guy Lafleur, 
Okay. I, 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 his, if you ever get a chance to watch old hockey highlights, I know it's a, mm-hmm. pretty much a completely different game, but Guy Lafleur was something else, man. Um, okay. So Lafleur was my my Canadian. Uh, my okay. Maple Leaf pick is Austin Matthews. I love watching that kid play, and mm-hmm. I think he was. I I think he would have scored 55, 60 goals this year if the NHL would have continued. Um, he is going to be. He, I think he will be considered the best American to play the game when he's done. Um, really? Okay. Wow. Yeah. Austin Matthews is my. Yeah. Bruins. Bobby Orr. Uh, I, that was just a no brainer okay. for me. Uh, mm-hmm. Again, watching old school tape of him, he was just, he was, mm-hmm. he was different, man. Like he, he mm-hmm. is the reason why we had Paul coffee and the reason why we have, you know, Chris Letang and like all these off Eric Carlson, none of these mm-hmm. guys exist without, without Bobby Orr. Um, okay. So Bobby Orr, uh, lightning, uh, Vinny LeCavier. Uh, yeah love oh he was boy was he because again it was that that aura of the the french canadian whiz kid you know like this you know special talent that was coming up but i, I love that um mm-hmm. I, my whole life i was a hockey history fanatic uh, mm-hmm. so i'm gonna skip the panthers and i'll go back to them last uh senators uh danny alfredson uh, uh red wings stevie eiserman okay. and uh sabers uh michael pekka and uh, now ready for the, mm. the Panthers unveiling. Yeah. What do you got? John Van Beesbrook. You motherfucker. John, <laughs> the, the Beezer is your John favorite Panther Van of all time. Be- all right. Look, when I was when I was six years old. All right. Or five, five or six years old. You're they just were doing this to piss me off. No, 93, 94. Yeah, was when they when I didn't, I completely forgot he played for Philly. Um, We'd like to Eddie. <laughs> so uh, when I was like four or five or five or six, whatever it was, uh, when they were an expansion team, my cousin Scotty, uh, he was a big hockey fan and he lived in Florida. So for my birthday, he sent me up a Panthers jersey. And that was the same year that I got my first set of goalie equipment for Christmas. And okay. so like, so I was all about being a goalie and it just so happened that the goalie for the Panthers was John Van Beesbrook. And that was the only hockey Jersey that I owned. So whenever I played street hockey, I was always John Van Beesbrook because I was wearing my Panthers Jersey. So mm-hmm. that's, he just, it always was my favorite Panther, and I don't think it'll ever. The only one, mm-hmm. and if you'll laugh at me for this one too, the only other Panther player that mm-hmm. I would even consider other than Van Beesbrook is Scott Mellenby. Okay, <laughs> why Scott Mellenby? <laughs> because he was the captain of the team that beat the Penguins, and I just like as a little kid, I was crushed. But then mm-hmm. you know, as I got older, and I I like respected what that team did because that was mm-hmm. a couple of years after their expansion, and yeah. like just the guy being the leader in that locker room was, you know, I just always liked them. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Hey, listen, <laughs> John Van Beesbrook. <laughs> uh, you, you picked a, the, the right position for the Panthers. Not, not the most storied history. And you managed to pick a goalie who's not Roberto Luongo. And then the yeah. Canucks have had many more good players and you put Luongo there and said, oh, God. Uh, <laughs> listen, man. Teach, teach his own. Uh, so the Bruins, my list is going to be substantially different from yours. I, I like hockey. I am not the hockey historian that you are. I, I am, I am uh, aware of, of hockey history, but I'm, 
<laughs> I'm aware oh, that hockey has existed for, for decades longer than I've been watching. Uh, but I, I will do the best I can. But I, a lot of this is going to be based on on personal experience. So for the Bruins, I'm taking Joe Thornton. Uh, just, I, that's be, a good pick. Jumbo Joe was one of my favorites. Uh, I love playing with him. I just loved a guy with his physical ability and his size, uh, you know, manning the center. He was like, boy, it would be fun to have him on the Flyers. Um, for the Lightning, I'm taking Martin St. Louis. Uh, Mar- Mar- the, the, the tiniest dude. And, and I believe he was like, if he was not the best player on their cup winning team in the early 2000s, because I think LeCavalier was on that team too. Yeah. He was, he was sort of like the breakout star. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, geez, like, what was he, like five, six? And yeah, just, hey, the, do you just, know who the captain of that team was? Little, little uh, trivia question here. Uh, uh, hold on, hold on. <laughs> was it Vinny Prospel? No, no. I don't know. I don't know who their captain was. Dave Andrichuk. Really? Yeah, he he finished his career with uh, with the Lightning, and he was a captain of that team. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. So you got the like the veteran yeah. preferential treatment. Okay. All right. Um. By the way, my honorable mention there is uh, Nikolai Hobby Bullen, uh, just because his nickname was the Bullen Wall, which was really stupid, but I loved it. Yeah, well, that's a good nickname. <laughs> Nikolai Hobby uh, Bullen. No. You could well, put him down for the Coyotes. Or uh, or Edmonton. Yeah, like, that might be that might be an insult to a certain other Edmonton Oiler. Uh, I'm of course I'm Yari of course talking Curry, about Ryan right? Nugent Hopkins. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were going Yari Curry. Yeah, Yari. Yeah, that's who I meant. Um, for the for the Maple Leafs, I'm going extraordinarily off the board for a very storied franchise. First of all, I'm surprised you didn't pick Phil Kessel as your favorite Maple Leaf. He's on the list. Um, don't worry. My favorite Maple Leaf is Ty Domi. Uh, <laughs> And because oh, dude, he would Ty Domi, play. Ty Domi <laughs> had so no discernible fun. hockey skill except for he would just get into fights with Donald Brashear every time the Flyers and, who, and Leafs would play. The, who was the flyer that he ragdolled to the point where like he couldn't even skate? <sighs> Jeez. Who I, I don't it remember. It was a white dude. It wasn't Brashear. <laughs> it's like, I thought you were just going to leave it at white dude. And I'm like, hmm, a hockey white dude. Let me think about this one. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> um, I a white guy that played hockey. I, I know oh, it's kind of hard to believe, but I don't remember. D- Domi, it just seemed like Domi got into a fight every damn time we played him. He got into a fight every time up. he played, man. Like he, that was that was oh, yeah. part of it. that was his game. Um, he fought a fan at some point. Yeah, uh, yeah, in the in the uh, in the penalty box. Yeah, uh, I, I'll, have to, I'll have to look that up. I, I don't quite remember, but uh, I will find it. Uh, my favorite Panther is Roberto Luongo. Uh, no, no, no argument not, there. Not I love John Van Beesbrook. No, 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 it's not John Van freaking Beesbrook. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, my favorite Canadian. Now, th- again, this is hard because the Canadians had a very storied history well before uh, you know I, I ever watched hockey. Um, so my favorite Canadian is actually Saku Koivu. Uh, because he he fought back no from Hodgkin's lymphoma. Mika, Foy, Mika Koivu. Exactly. Uh, the first when I heard Mika Koivu's name for the first time, I'm like, oh, it's Saku's something. Uh, so it's either cousin, brother, or something like that. Um, but the, the fact that he came back from from non Hodgkin's lymphoma and yeah, he suffered a lot of injuries and still put together a, a very a strong career in, with Montreal. I'm a big fan of his. Uh, and I remember seeing that story, like the, the first game he came back when he when he came back from his illness. I remember watching uh, ESPN News a whole lot, and that was like the the big hockey story when he finally came back. Um, oh god, who else was there? Uh, Sabers, uh, Dominic Hasek, the Dominator. Uh, Senators. You know, uh, Senators. 
honestly, Alfredson was going to was was one yeah. of my picks too. It was going to be him or who was the other? Spezza was was Spezza one of my other good. picks. Yeah. How about uh, wings? Uh, for the wings, also Dominic Hasek. No, uh, I I will pick Chris Osgood. Uh, oh, Nick, Nicholas Lindstrom. Lindstrom was my favorite. That's a good comedian. Uh, it was uh, right, between, right, right, right. it was between Lindstrom and, and Iserman for me with the with yeah. the wings. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, those are those are the two. With yeah, an honorable mention being Datsuk. Uh, I just just because yeah. of it being Datsuk, but God, his stick handling is incredible. Yeah, oh boy! All right, so uh, all right, uh, Metro, Metro, Metro. Um, all right, so you I've lead got, it off. Yeah, uh, Penguins. I feel like this is a no brainer. Uh, Jack Johnson, no, <laughs> Mario, <laughs> Mario Lemieux. Uh, oh, okay, huh, yeah, yeah. Have you ever heard of him? <clears throat> he was decent at all. Uh, I heard he was very f- solidly the second greatest hockey player of all time. Yeah, yeah, solidly the second. <laughs> Solidly. I'm not going to disagree with it. I'm not, I'm not one of those. <laughs> I'm not one of those You're numbers. Okay. No, all I right. mean, I think an argument can be made, but Gretzky's number one for a reason, man. Uh, okay. All right. Devils, Scott Stevens. Uh, Flyers. Oh, go to hell. <laughs> go to hell. Uh, who was I going to pick? Patrick Eliash? I don't know. I thought maybe, maybe Brodeur, not the guy who nearly killed Brodeur, Eric Lindros. Yeah. Uh, which is door. Yeah. Uh, coincidentally, Flyers favorite player, Eric Lindros. Um, there you look, go. I'm, I'm never going to talk. Uh, it'll be very rare when I talk good about the Flyers, but mm-hmm. that Legion of Doom line, man. Oh, mm-hmm. that yeah. was that I like as a kid and not understanding mm-hmm. that we were supposed to hate the Flyers mm-hmm. when they brought out those black jerseys and then they were the Legion of Doom line. Oh man, <laughs> I, they were, I, they, I enjoyed that very much, man. That was that was that was Lindros. Mm-hmm. Uh, was Leclerc on that line? Uh, it was Lindros, Leclerc, and I want to say, was it Recky? Yeah, it was Recky. Yeah, it would have been Recky. Yeah. yeah, but that. Oh man, I didn't understand that I was supposed to hate the Flyers at that time. So just the mm-hmm. the black uniforms and and all three of them were were tough dudes. Lindros, mm-hmm. I mean. There's a video of Lindros before he got drafted. I don't mm-hmm. think it was either the World Juniors or it might have been the Olympics, but he was mm-hmm. on Team Canada, and mm-hmm. he looks like the second coming of he looks like the second coming of Lemieux, but better. I, like mm-hmm. that—that's what he looks like in the and and like all the potential in the world, man. If it wasn't for the concussions, man, like you'd be yep. talking about him. He would if it wasn't for concussions, Lindros would be in the in the conversation with Lemieux, Gretzky, and Orr. Uh, I yep. firmly believe that I because he, he was had, that kind of talent. In every tool in the toolbox and just, just could not stay healthy. And, and Scott, Scott Stevens definitely I, contributed yeah, to that. I, I loved watching that dude play hockey, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was so good. So you got um, Lindros, Lemieux, yeah, so, uh, Scott, uh, Scott, Steve, freaking Scott Stevens. Stevens. Mario Lemieux, Scott Stevens, Eric Lindros. Islanders going old school here, Mike Bossy. Uh, in my opinion, my humble opinion, uh, mm-hmm. he is the greatest goal scorer of all time. Not really? uh, Ovechkin, not Lemieux, not Gretzky. It is Mike Bossy. Mm. Mike Bossy, he averaged 0.7 goals per game for his career. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's that's incredible. Not 0.7 points, 0.7 goals. That's that's he played. I mean, he played in. He played in seven hundred and I want to say seven hundred and fifty games and scored yeah. over five hundred goals. Wow, that, a, I, awesome. I, don't, I don't understand. No, I, I had no how idea what happens. those numbers were. Yeah, yeah. So hmm. uh, Islanders, Mike Bossy, uh, Carolina Hurricanes, Rod Brindamore. 
okay. Capitals, Peter Bondra. Oh, that's and cool. uh, Rain, wait, you there? I'm losing you. Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. Okay. All right. Yeah, you're back. You're back. You're back. All uh, right. So Rangers, uh, Brian Leach. Uh, okay. And the Blue Jackets, Rick mm-hmm. Nash. At one point in time, Rick Ooh. Nash was one of my favorite players in hockey period. Yeah, he he, he was because he was like their. I think he was their first draft pick, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, he was. I think he was like yeah, their, he their, was, their, their, their franchise player that, for a long time. The goal that he scored against the uh, yeah the the goal he scored against the the Arizona Coyotes, mm-hmm. where he just deked out the whole defense. Yeah, uh, one of my favorite hockey plays of all time. Good picks, all so, around good picks. All right, um, I'll start with so my, my Philadelphia Flyers. My favorite flyer is Ron Hextall, uh, and. Not just because he, he was a, a very good goalie, but also scored uh, a couple of goals and uh, and also <laughs> was willing to fight people. Uh, it was everything I could have wanted in a hockey goalie uh, with an honorable mention, of course, to uh, Roman Czechmonic. Uh, the Roman um, <laughs> um Favorite penguin. There is. Oh, boy. Who am I? Th- there, there was a penguin. Um. No, I had a guy. I, I have to go back to the Penguins for a second. Uh, uh, Gino, it's Gino. Uh, I, I really like Gino Malkin. Uh, Capitals, not the original, not the original seventy-one. No, not the original. No, not the original seventy-one. Con- Constant, uh, Constantine Koltsov. No, not 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 Constantine Koltsov. Uh, although, or, or obviously, even before Constantine Koltsov, Yuri Slager. Uh, could not tell you anything about Yuri Slager. Not not a thing. Not a damn thing. Um. Uh, no, you know what? I'm, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. I, I I don't want Malkin. I want Yager. I love Yager. Yager, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Capitals. Uh, <laughs> taking Oli the goalie. Olaf Kolzig. Uh, Oli the goalie. That's a good. Have, Ol- yeah, man. Oli the goalie. Lo- love me some Olaf Kolzig back in the and and I was one of the people who actually liked those Capitals uniforms with like the the, the soaring. Eagle. I think they need to go back to them, dude. I like. I, they're the way Yager better era. than the uniforms they have now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 100%. Uh, her- Hurricanes. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna cheat and say Ron Francis going back to the uh, the uh, the Hartford Mighty Whale days. That's fair. Um, it's the it's the same franchise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They still break out the jerseys every now and then. Um, I, I'm honestly. Um, I would not be able to do the Islanders uh, uh, justice because again, just they have not been. Aside from Tavares, there aren't a ton of island uh, great Islanders that I'm aware of. So I'm gonna you, I'm gonna go with your pick you and say Mike Bossy. You can pick Alexi Ashen. You can pick Roberto Luongo. You could pick Zdeno Chara, and you did and you didn't pick it. No. Wait, wait, hold on. Wait, wait, Luongo played for the Islanders too? He was drafted by the Islanders and played for a year with them. Oh, okay. I had no idea. A I forgot about Yashin. Yeah. I genuinely forgot about Yashin. Uh, and I, so I'll say Yashin because I, I do. Yeah, Yashin and, D, Yashin and D. Pietro single handedly wrecked that franchise. No, no, no. And I was going to say my, 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 my honorable mention was, was Rick D. Pietro because it gave me hope for my future as an NFL goal, uh, as an NHL goalie and my ability to steal money from teams. You're familiar with the Steve Dangle podcast, right? I've heard of it. Yeah. Out, I've out never listened. Toronto. Okay. So Steve Dangle was like my, they're, that's my favorite podcast. Uh, they actually gave Marissa and I a wedding shout out. <laughs> and uh, when they did, uh, one wow, of the guys nice. on the, po- yeah, one of the guys on the podcast, Jesse Blake, actually, he said, uh, he said, that's, that's almost as 
long term of an agreement is the Rick DiPietro contra- contract. <laughs> 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 was it like a 15 year deal or something? Like, so it was, yeah, but here's the catch on it. So it was a 12 year deal, but they bought him out, and it's the same kind of thing as the Bobby Bonilla deal. So because they yes. bought him out, the the money got cut in half, but the amount or the length of the contract got doubled. So like they're an going to, yeah, they're going to be paying Rick DiPietro, I think, until like like the twenty thirties. Rick DiPietro and Ilya Kovalchuk single handedly caused the league to shut down for like half a season because those contracts yeah, but, like broke well, the league's you know, uh, CBA you know structure. Still, you know who's still on the books with with uh, contracts like that is um and and actually Minnesota's in trouble because of it is uh Zach, Zach Parise and uh and the other uh was it Weber Sutter who's Sutter oh, Sutter okay. yeah um Ryan Sutter uh the mm. two of them signed the exact same deal and it's they were both like 10 or 11 year deals mm. and it's they're they're the type of deal that like they started off heavy and then like they dwindle out throughout the length of the but they're going to be mm-hmm. a seven million dollar cap it for like the next four or five mm-hmm. years each Oof. and they're both in their mid to late 30s yikes yikes so, um, right, hockey, hockey tangents hockey tangents man uh i gotta finish up the metro real quick uh so i did the canes uh blue jackets uh go to hell it's sergey Bobrovsky. Um, <laughs> still livid that the Flyers traded him, uh, but one of my favorite goalies uh, in the last like ten yeah. years. Um, oh, the Rangers, yikes! Um, oh, 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 oh! Um, Anson Carter. I really, really like Anson Carter. Yeah, he was um, fun to watch. He was fun to watch. Yeah. He was a great guy. Did a little bit of everything. Yeah, I like yeah, him. Like, like me some Anson Carter back in the day. That's a good pick, man. That's a good off-the-radar pick. I like it. Yeah, sure. Why not? I mean, listen, legendary franchise. So, of course, I pick Anson freaking Anson Carter. Carter. Yeah. Uh, and then for the Devils, oh, boy. Um, <laughs> uh, screw it. Wayne Simmons. <laughs> That's how I'm going to shoehorn Wayne Simmons into this. I hate the devil so much, man. If I was if I was being a genuine uh, pro about this, I'd say Brodeur. Uh, yeah, but but uh, but I'm not. So it's Wayne Simmons. All right. See the thing. The thing that I real quick of the thing I hate about the Devils is how they ruined hockey for seven or eight years. Oh, that that um, zone trap defense. The, the neutral zone trap with Martin Brodeur. Like you would go to watch them play, and it was just like, all right, well. This is going to be boring as hell. For I was like the watching next. soccer, and like, I like at least so. Like for me, like at least with the Flyers, I I hate the Flyers, mm-hmm. but I respect the Flyers from the standpoint that like they always battled. Like mm-hmm. Penguins Flyers are some of the classic mm-hmm. series in hockey, some of the classic games in hockey. Mm-hmm. Any game with the Devils is just mm, it's ugly. It's uh, but Monty Jones from ESPN has a a slogan for basketball which is zone is for cowards and i feel like that's kind of what the devil's defense is like that that yeah. that, that yeah. neutral zone trap defense well, is for cowards is lou, lou lamorello knew that he had one of the greatest goalies of all time so if he just built a defensive structure around that goalie nobody uh, was going to score and all they had yeah. to do was score one or two goals a game and then just you know and basically a lot of times that's all they did yeah that's exactly what they did they won what two or three cups off of that I think so. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, all right. Um, go Western to the Central, Conference. the Western Conference Central Division. All right. So I've got the Stars, uh, Mike Madonna, 
Uh, like yep, that's a pretty yep, easy yep, one. Uh, yep. Blues, Brett Hall. Mm, um, all right. Like snipers, and he, he was the last person to score 70 goals in the season. So, Brett mm-hmm. Hall. Um, Avalanche, Joe Sackick. I feel like that's another. Okay. I mean, I guess you can go Patrick Wall or you can go uh, Peter Forsberg. But Joe Sackick okay. for me, that's definitely, you know. Uh, yeah. Blackhawks, I'm, I'm going a little off the, uh, off the radar here. Uh, Tony Amonte. <laughs> that was Amante was going to be my joke pick for the, the Flyers, the mu- dude. The mullet, man. The mullet. I, I, uh, <laughs> I actually Ronix, last dude. night. Yeah, I, last night I just watched uh, NHL Channel, NHL Network had um, the documentary on the '96 World Cup where the Team USA mm-hmm. beat uh, Team Canada in three games to win the final, mm-hmm. and uh, t- they were interviewing Tony Amonte, and and he unfortunately he has since shaved the mullet. It's no longer a mullet. He just has a normal, normal haircut Bummer. with a with a little bit of a beard. Um, Absolutely, but yeah, Bummer. man. He he, yeah. The, he was a lot of fun to watch. He was just like mm-hmm. a, an all around good player, good forward. Yeah. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, Tony Amani for the Blackhawks. Um, we've got uh, Predators. Uh, Shea Weber. Okay. Big good big pick. shot from the blue line. Uh, liked mm-hmm. him in his prime. Um, Jets. Uh, Mark Shifley. I guess if we're going to go old school, old school Jets, probably maybe Dale Howard, Chuck. But uh, but right now, Mark Shifley. Um, okay. I remember when he came up when he was young. And mm-hmm. um, I remember like the big deal. Like there was a starting to be a little bit of a big deal around him. And I, I really liked watching him play when he was younger. And then he just took off. Uh, okay. So Shifley. And then for the wild, uh, Marion Gabrick. I always oh, for yeah. some I reason, I thought I was going to surprise you with Gabrick. Marion Gabrick. Gabrick yeah, was, good. He was Gabrick's one of my, my favorite players. Yeah, he was always one of my favorite players. Just an absolute like, and actually, as I'm as I'm running through the guys in my head, when I was thinking Gabrick, there was another guy that I was thinking of. I'm like, why didn't I pick him? And I was trying to remember the name of the the other like super speedy skater. And I realized I don't want Luongo as my For Panther. I want Pavel Burry. No, Pavel Burry. Oh, you were thinking? I was, Pavel I was Burry. Okay. my Panthers pick. Um, but no, Gabrick is is absolutely my pick for the for the Wild. Um, yeah. So okay. Uh, good picks all around. I'm, I'm going to have a really hard time with the Jets because I don't remember a lot of the old Jets players. Um, uh, so I'll go back to those in a second. Um, Blackhawks, um, Patrick Sharp, just, you know, former and flyer. I, I got his goals. I got to press the pause button real quick. Okay. Jets pause. was, I said, I said Dale Howard, Chuck. I meant Dave Andrew, Chuck. Okay. It's one uh, of the you regret the air. Yeah, it's yeah. one of the Chucks. Uh, one of the, the Chuck brothers. Yeah. One of the Chucks. <laughs> but I'm still going Mark Shifley. Just anyways. Go ahead. Continue. Uh, Madonna is also my stars pick um, with a shout out to late career uh, Brett Hall. Uh, Predators. Oh, crap. Who is their goalie? Why can't I remember the name of their goalie now? Like the, the best goalie of all time. The one who's Pecker like, starting for them now. Rena. Yeah, Rena. Yeah, Reiner. <laughs> Reiner. Pecker, Pecker Wiener. Who's the, who's their goalie before then? They had another really good goalie before Pecorino, oh, didn't they? Uh, it was yeah. You're gonna hate me when I tell you this, but it was uh, Mason. Oh, Steve Mason. <laughs> I forgot. I forgot about Steve Mason. When he was good. Uh, it's, not, it's not. Yeah, I know. He, he he was very good. Wait, no. Wait, Mason was a uh, Columbus, wasn't he? There were two Masons. Oh, which Mason is? Hold on. Wait. Maybe it was Chris Mason. Hold on. Yeah, I don't remember now. Uh, Pecorino is yeah. my pick either way. Chris Mason. Chris Mason. Chris Mason. Okay. Chris I was like, wait Mason a minute. That's not Steve played Mason. played for the Predators. Yeah, he played for okay. the Predators. Got it. All right. So Pecorino, Marion Gabrick, Patrick Sharp. 
Um, stars Mike Madano, Avalanche and Bo and Peter Forsberg. Uh, in spite of the fact that he was a train wreck in Philly, uh, he was one of my favorite guys in in Colorado. Uh, Blues, I'm going Keith Kachuk. Um, and the Jets. Oh, uh, you know what? Um, because I didn't take him for the Blackhawks, I'll take him for the Jets. Dustin Bufflin. Good, good pick. Good pick. I love Solid Dustin Bufflin. Love, love me some. Du- he, he is a. He's a. Always, he's perpetually a future former Flyer. One day he, he is the Flyer that never was. Um, right. Pacific Division. All right. So uh, Golden Knights. Uh, Mark Andre Fleury. Stunned. Stunned. Coyotes. Phil Kessel. Okay. Uh, with <laughs> yeah. I, I will say this. I did think about Keith Kachuk in there because he, yeah. he finished off his career. We played for a while. With, that was when mm-hmm. uh, the the Coyotes had uh, Keith Kachuk and Jeremy Roenick. They were like the, their version of the Bash Brothers. Yeah, just just um, big muscle dudes. Yeah, but Phil Phil Kessel for the Yotes. Uh, mm-hmm. Ducks, Paul Correa, and that ain't even close for me. I was actually just Ooh. telling Marissa that if I if I get a Mighty Ducks jersey, it would definitely be a Paul Correa jersey. Mm. Um, Oilers, uh, Wayne Gretzky. Ever hear of him? Shh. Maybe. Oh. Maybe. Uh, Flames. Uh, he's, he's the next uh, the next Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Yeah, yeah. He's he's supposed to be as good as Ryan Nugent Hopkins. He might be better if he plays to his potential, but we'll see. If, yeah, we'll see. Uh, Flames. Uh, Jerome Aginla with an honorable mention to Hawk and Lube, just because I love the name. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, the Sharks. Uh, Vinny Danfus. Um, yeah, the Kings. Ooh. Yeah, Vinny Damfoos, man. Because um, my dad. Okay, so this is another stupid my dad story. There's a lot of those. Uh, are you, you segment know, of the show? You know the you know the song. Um, uh, <laughs> now I'm drawing a blank on who sang it and who. But uh, hey, old man, it's a little Nas X. I'm a lot like you were Neil Young. Um, uh, okay. Yeah, you know the song, right? Uh, Old Man sure. by Neil Young. Okay. Yeah. Um, my dad, for whatever stupid reason, mm-hmm. used to sing that song. Um, but it would be like, Eddie, look at yourself. You look a lot like Vincent. Damn, Foos. Wow. I don't know why. Oh, 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 oh. But Vinny Damn Foos. Yeah, that was my, that's my Sharks pick. Um, Kings, Johnny Quick. Just because mm. in his prime, one of the most athletic goalies that I remember outside of Hashik, one of the most, um, you know, again, it was a spurt. It was only a few years, but when he was at the top of his game, he was fun to watch. Mm. And then uh, finishing it out with a goalie for the Canucks, uh, Roberto Luongo. Ah, uh, yes. Ah, uh, yes. Um, okay. Let's see. Golden Knights. Real deal, James Neal. Um, since he wasn't on the Penguins, I was okay. I, I I've genuinely liked James Neal a lot. He fit the ideal mold of guys like uh, like Hartnell and and Simmons, who I really liked on the Flyers. Um, always like James Neal. More. What's that? Except he scored more. Neal a little not, more. Neal's not a tough guy. Like he he was a he was a big he was a big body though. Like yeah, I'm talking was, more like less the fighting more, and more the, more of a sniper than he was anything. Uh, I don't know. He, he, in Pittsburgh, he was a sniper. He seemed like he always seemed like he had the body. He, he seemed like he was the kind of guy who could clear out guys in front of the net if he needed to. There's a there's a really good Twitter account. Uh, James Neal eats alone. If you ever want to want to laugh, yeah. why? 
I don't know. Is that a bit? Like, is that a thing that he does? No. It's like not be awesome while eating lunch in his car? No, it's, it's just, it's a Twitter account. It's, I don't oh, know yeah. why. So I don't know why it's there, but it's there. Uh, Oilers. Uh, <laughs> McDavid is quickly getting up on that list, but it's, it's still Wayne Gretzky. He's the greatest hockey player of all time. Flames. I am also going Jerome McGinla. I love Jerome McGinla when I was a kid. Uh, Canucks, um, uh, Daniel Sedin. Not Henrik? Nah, Henrik's a piece of shit. No, I don't know. (laughs) Let's be honest. If I put them both in front of you, would you be able to tell the difference between the two? Yeah, Yeah, because Daniel's a beautiful looking man and Henrik is Henrik. Okay. (laughs) That's fair. Uh, I agree. uh, Coyotes, Shane Doan. It's the ginger Uh, beard, man. I'm telling you. Played for, for oh for oh because of the Sidine twins, yeah yeah the ginger beard. Uh, Ducks, I'm going with the hero of their cup run back in the uh, the late '90s, Jean Sebastian Jiguer. Jiggy, um, Jiggy, like JSG. Um, Dude, there was so they one of the games that they, I think it was one of the games that they lost. Mm-hmm. They lost the game one nothing in double overtime, and he had over fifty saves. I, I, this striking a chord with me too. I seem to remember yeah, this game. Like the, the, he, I think he had 53 saves. They lost one, nothing in double overtime. It might even been triple overtime, but mm. that's, that's the kind of, he drug that team kicking and screaming to the cup finals mm-hmm. and two game seven of the cup finals. He was, he was a beast. He, that, that, that cup run that he had was remarkable. Yeah. Um, the Kings, uh, I'm going to go with a, a recent pick, Anzi Kopitar, because Kopitar was a, a star of one of my fantasy hockey teams in college. So always had a, a fondness for him. Uh, very justified. No, I'm not picking Mike Richards or Jeff Carter, you scumbags. And uh, and the Sharks, I'm picking Jonathan Chichu because his name was Jonathan Chichu. <laughs> um, He's a pretty good goal scorer, but mostly Chichu. Towards the end of his career – um, he played, oh, where did he play? I can't remember where he played, but he was, and I, 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 I promise you I'm not making this up. He played on a line with Jordan Tutu. Solani. Jordan Tutu. Oh, did he? Or no, 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 no. I take that back. It wasn't Chichu. Yarko Rutu and Jonathan Tutu were on the same line because it was the Rutu Tutu <laughs> uh, line. Uh. And I always used to wish that they would somehow find a way to bring Jonathan Chichu back so it could be the Rutu or the Tutu Rutu Chichu line. Rutu, Chichu, Taymo. <laughs> yeah, that would be <laughs> yeah. great names. I'm sure I'm, I'm going through uh, the names of, of prominent sharks and I forgot about uh, Devin, Devin Sedaguchi. Yep. Yep. A lot uh, of great names. Jonas, Jonas Donskoy. Donskoy. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> all right. That's it. Those are my picks. Uh, they're unassailable and correct. All of them. So maybe uh, we'll do MLB and NBA next time. And uh, yes. you can carry the uh, NBA talk like I carry NBA the talk. NBA talk is going to be a lot of fun for me. Uh, yeah. I'm very excited for that. Uh, I mean, and then I, I got some closet. I, I got some closet good NBA takes. Yeah. Keep them in the closet, though. Yeah. Uh, you know, like, <laughs> like, like what? Uh, um, LeBron James is overrated. No, I'm kidding. I'm, I'm not that guy. No, I'm not that guy. I'm not that guy. Just a, a needlessly hot take. <laughs> <laughs> Just out of I, nowhere. I am not. I am. I am not Skip Bayless. 
Uh, all right. So that's, that's it. That's our show. Uh, there's, there's no sports going on. We hope you all are, are continuing to stay safe and stay healthy. Uh, do you have any closing thoughts for the listener, Eddie? Uh, same closing thoughts as last week. If you have the ability and have the means to find a charity or reach out to friends that may, might be, uh, needing some help, uh, reach out to them and, you know, make sure they're doing all right. Also, uh, one public service announcement, um, if you are a self-employed person, if you uh, are a entertainer, um, I have a lot of friends that are musicians. Um, if you I have a lot of friends in, in clergy and the most clergy have to file as uh, self-employed. If you are self-employed and you are being affected by this, uh, you know, by uh, by COVID-19, as far as your work goes, um, keep an eye out on the unemployment website for Pennsylvania, since this is the Keystone Coast to Coast podcast. Sure uh, keep is. an eye out on the um, unemployment site because there is going to be a, a way that self-employed people can file and receive the un- full unemployed benef- uh, unemployment benefits. So mm-hmm. just if you are listening to this and you do fit that mold, I know there's only 10 of you that listen, but if you, one of the 10 of you fit that mold, uh, keep an eye out on their website because they're going to be putting that form out sooner or later. That's that's excellent advice. Uh, and I know a lot of people, like a lot of the changes that have happened either with unemployment filing or especially with uh, some of the stuff that's going on with the stimulus package and what's available for small business owners. Uh, there are a lot of moving parts and there's a lot of uncertainty. So, uh, you know, Appreciate you, you know, letting people know where they can go for for specific information and, and how you know to let them know to reach out if need be. But from what I understand, do not fill anything out until they put the self employment uh, uh, paperwork up there because you'll basically have to start from ground zero all over again. So yeah, just a little mm-hmm. advice that I heard from some musician friends of mine, uh, just trying to pass on the good word. LinkedIn.com has an article called hashtag hiring now. Um, and listen, I'm, I'm Eddie and I are in, are in relatively fortunate positions in which we are both working. There are a lot of people that we know who are not working right now um, because either their business is closed or they've had layoffs or something like that. Um, there are companies that are hiring at least on a short term basis. Um, you know, it's not the most ideal situation. I'm not going to try and sit here and say, yeah, you know, these jobs are just the same as the job that you currently have. Um, but it's a great resource for just opportunities, whether it's for you or for somebody else that you know, um, whether it's at a you know at a, a retail setting, delivery, one of these contract jobs, something like that. Uh, keep an eye out for Instacart. I hear that they're about to strike, uh, which they're in the best possible uh, leverage position in order to do that, and they're striking for healthcare benefits, which is completely within their right, especially yep. you know now when they're literally going into handle other people's food and deliver it when they need it. Uh, so, but no, a lot of opportunities out there. You know, keep your eyes peeled. You know. And, and best of luck to everybody. You know, it's just keep your, you know, keep trucking along, you know, stay healthy, stay sane, and uh, and all the best to all of you. Yeah. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at MKASNEL. That's M K A S Z N E L. Uh, you can follow Eddie on Twitter at Eddie underscore P underscore 412. And the podcast is available at Keystone. C2C. That's the letter C, the number two, and the letter C. You can listen to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and uh, many other podcast aggregating applications. Um, And uh, hit us up on Twitter if you have any uh, questions that you'd like us to answer on the show or any ideas for future episodes. Uh, We're going to keep doing these about every two weeks or so. Maybe – Maybe you bring up questions. Uh, so maybe next week or in two weeks, we'll do the uh, MLB NBA favorite players yeah. lists. 
And maybe we'll try to, in the next few weeks, uh, muster up some questions from the listeners. And we'll. Yeah, we got a whole month we'll until, a, uh, a until we record bag. that episode. Yeah. yeah. Get to some question bag. What about, what about the mailbag, Eddie? I'll just get a big burlap sack. You know, even there if we, we get go. them all electronically, I'm going to print them all out and mail, put them in a big burlap sack. makes a lot more sense than question bag. The question bag? No, I like the question bag. You just pull it out and it's just that's like. The question bag. <laughs> I think that's the Riddler's thing. Yeah, the, the Riddler carries the question bag around. It's a yeah. big sack with a question mark on it. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> all right. I'm done. Uh, all right. I get it. All right. Say, say goodbye to the listeners, man. Yeah, goodbye. All right. For Eddie Provident, my name is Matt Casnell. Uh, wishing you a great night and as always, a very pleasant tomorrow. Isn't he lovely?